Hey there, I'm Dallas Travers, and you're listening to Coaches on a Mission. This show is for values-driven coaches who want success on their own terms. So we are celebrating the brand new name of the show this week by highlighting different coaches on a mission and learning about their work, their perspectives, and of course, their values. My guest today is Stacy O'Brien, whose company is called Before the Lawyer. Stacy is on a mission to normalize the conversations and the actions that arise from legal conflict because I was so surprised to learn this from her. 50% of us will likely face some sort of legal turmoil in our lifetimes. Yes, Stacy will share her mission of making legal support and knowledge accessible to all, and she'll even walk us through the process she takes her clients through, which even just hearing about it gave me a big sigh of relief. I invited Stacy on the show because her mission is unique and her approach centers around peace, simplicity, and connection, which aren't necessarily the words I naturally think of when I think of legal conflicts. So before we dive in, just a quick reminder to check the show notes to learn about how you can win a couple of cool prizes this week. We're celebrating our new name after all. So I'm giving away a free training called Find Your Pricing Sweet Spot, as well as a chance to win a VIP day with me. So if you love the show and want to show your support, please take 60 seconds to follow the instructions in the show notes and qualify for the prizes. So with that, let me introduce Stacy O'Brien. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Thank Dallas. You. Thank you so much for helping me celebrate the new name of the podcast. I'm so happy we're going to have this conversation. Well, I was so excited to hear about the new podcast, and I'm thrilled that you invited me here. So thank you. Of course. The reason I invited you when we were planning this week of the show, I just thought, who is someone who is on a really clear and interesting mission? And I made my list and you of course were on that list. And I think the work that you do, it intrigues me, but it's also so valuable and important. So before we even talk about mission, can you fill our listeners in on the work that you actually do with your clients? Sure, I'd love to. So I am on a legal mission and that mission is around increasing accessibility and increasing people's choice and options when they have legal problems and solving those legal problems. So I own a business, which is called Before the Lawyer. You see it in the back there. (laughs) And I help people take quick control of their legal issues and explore all their options before hiring a lawyer so that they don't overpay or get overwhelmed in the process. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying on a call recently that through your work, you find that oftentimes your clients end up not needing to hire a lawyer because you help them get so clear on what their options really are. Yeah, that's the goal with the service. Mm. And the genesis of the business actually started on my very first day of law school, if I can tell you about that. Your very first day of law school. Yes. (laughs) The first day you get all those inspirational, great speeches. And the dean of our law school came in to talk to us, a brilliant woman. And she gave a speech about She said, over the next three years, you're going to fall in love with the courtroom and -hmm. you're going to learn all the rules about the courtroom and the, you know, the tips and the tricks, and you're going to develop your style. But I want you to remember one thing, the court should be used as a last resort, always as a last resort. And you are actually under an obligation to keep as much as possible out of the court. Hmm. And that has stayed with me for my entire career. 
And that's what I have been fascinated with. That's what I've devoted much of my career to is finding solutions that keep people out of the court. And that means keeping people out of lawyer's offices as well. Right. Yeah. So interesting. So let's back it up a little bit. The name of the show is Coaches on a Mission, and you mentioned it a little bit, but before we dive more into your mission, I'd love to just know what that word even means to you, this concept of being on a mission. Being on a mission is really about my calling and my passion. Mm -hmm. And I'm far enough along in my career that I know that's very important to a happy and healthy life for me. So being on a mission is it's everything. And I think about it every day and it motivates me. And I think about it when I'm working with the clients and it really drives my entire business. Yeah. I completely hear that. And I find for me, and this became really abundantly clear, I should say for me a couple of years ago where I was just hitting all of my goals and I, they didn't pack as much punch or have as much meaning as I thought that they would. And it was, then that I realized, okay, I'm really good at the strategy part, but where is my heart in all of this? Mm -hmm. So I had to recalibrate and reconnect to my mission and my values, which didn't change my goals necessarily, but it changed how I relate to myself in the pursuit of my goals. And that's made all the difference. And what I realize is without my mission and my values, my goals don't even matter. Accomplishing them is just, it's almost boring if that's or almost disappointing Mm -hmm. because there isn't really that meaning and purpose behind it. So I love hearing that you think every day about Mm -hmm. your mission. Yes, because I have been in jobs and careers where the mission, it's not entirely lined up with my own personal mission, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have the good days and the good weeks, but then you start having more and more bad days where you're, you can't see the purpose of what you're doing. So now in my business, I'm fully aligned. I'm aligned with my values and my mission. And I just love the work that I'm doing. Yeah. It's so clear, by the way. It's so clear from the outside looking in how purpose-driven you are and how much you love your work. Yeah, I do. I really do. And I'm motivated by, you know, there's so much fear, unnecessary fear around legal issues. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have them in the next three years, apparently 50% of us will have a everyday legal problem. Really? I want to get to a place where we normalize that. We Mm -hmm. get rid of the fear and we lean into solutions, all types of creative solutions. Where do you think the fear comes from? Television? (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot comes from all these legal shows. It's so fun to watch all the legal shows, but that's just one side of the law. Mm -hmm. And... I think it's just the history of the legal profession and law school. I think a lot of things need to change in how we're teaching the law Mm -hmm. and then how you go on to practice. I used to say that the legal system was broken, but I don't say that anymore. I say that it was designed like that. Yeah. It's got a very specific history that has unfortunately created a lot of fear. People don't People don't look at the court system necessarily and say, that's my court system. That's where I can go to solve problems or, you know, who has a lawyer on speed dial? They don't feel they're not necessarily as connected to lawyers and court. 
Yeah, as I hear you talk, <laughs> I'm actually reminded of the first time I got a letter from the IRS. Mm -hmm. I was maybe like two years in business and the letter came and I broke out in a sweat because mm -hmm. immediately I just thought the worst thing was going to happen. And when I opened it, it was just an, like a form letter saying that they'd updated my address or something. Yeah. And I realized then, okay, how about my go-to isn't terror when I get letters from the IRS or when I think about, I haven't gone there yet, but when I think about my legal experience and I just think for a lot of business owners in particular, but also just humans on the planet, the experience we have of the legal world is what we see on television, mm -hmm. right? And the ideas we have about againstness and that is, is what happens in the court and with attorneys. So that's another reason why I think your mission is so important because you're just arming people with empowered options. So yeah. can you talk a little bit more? You mentioned earlier about you have a legal mission that involves accessibility. So can you tell us more about what that looks like and what that means to you? Mm -hmm. So the basis again for that is lawyers in court are the right solution some of the time, but not all the time. So mm -hmm. where do you go when you need other options? So I've created a space for people to explore other options. And I'm so glad, Dallas, that you mentioned the letter, opening that letter and having that fear, because that's actually the starting point of a lot of my clients. Right. You know, I have had three clients in the past four months that are afraid every time the doorbell rings. Yeah. Can you imagine? So they're involved with some sort of conflict, some sort of legal conflict, and they're afraid that they're going to be served with papers or they're afraid that their employer that they're in a conflict with is going to visit them at home. Mm. So what I do with those clients is we jump on the phone and start exploring options. Like what does that letter mean that you got? Open it up. Let's read it together. Somebody called about a month ago with a letter like that, that they read it and it looked like they were going to, to them, that they were going to have their health benefits removed. Mm -hmm. So we jumped on the phone, we went through the letter, we were able to decode that government language, we were able to jump on the phone with the health authority, and mm -hmm. talk about the letter and solve it on the phone together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a solution that's available. That's an easy, accessible solution to get on the phone with a legal coach, bring your legal documents, let's go through and decode them. And let's figure out a plan to solve it right away before it blows up and you magnify it in your mind. Yeah. I'm feeling I have nerves all over my body. I can relate so much to mm -hmm. that, that fear of the unknown. Do you see it <clears throat> cycle with your clients or maybe get amplified where if they start down the fear track, they get they lose more and more awareness of their options and they see themselves as less and less capable of making mm -hmm. choices? Mm -hmm. And I believe strongly that there's an early window to solve things or the fear is magnified before you start shutting down. So when you've avoided that letter for a couple of weeks, the letter just, it grows in your mind. Totally. And then the next week you start piling on guilt about not addressing it. Yeah. You know, it's on your to-do list and you're moving it over day after day after day. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about arguments I have with my husband in my head, like 27 times before he even knows we're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be open to this, but you were on a Hive call not long ago where we, you shared 
the process. And I think it's three phases, right? This three phase process you take your clients through. I feel, Stacey, that that is such a clear illustration of your mission in action. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to just highlighting those three phases? Yeah, I would love us? to. I would okay, love cool. to. So the first thing I do with all clients is what I call unloading their $10,000 story. So mm-hmm. usually clients, they arrive and they've got a legal issue, but there's sometimes medical issues and government issues, financial business issues, and the story's growing, 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 and they're carrying it around. I call it the $10,000 story because if you took that story into a lawyer's office, there's a good chance if you're talking about all those aspects, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to sort through those issues. And I did have a client that spent $10,000 just unloading her story with a lawyer. So the first thing I do is start unpacking that story. And it's such a relief to most people to start talking about it. And I start triaging the issues. I can say, okay, that's a medical issue. So I'm going to put that on the list for you to go talk to your doctor about. That's a financial issue. So do you have a banker that you can go put some measures in for that? So that's the first step I do. And yeah, tremendous relief even to share that story with someone and to have help sorting it out. Yeah. So the second thing I do with all clients is called establishing the limits. Mm -hmm. And that is figuring out what are the constraints that you're working under, the financial constraints, or maybe you've signed a contract that limits your options. For example, I was working with a teacher who was having trouble with her, the school board. She was in a a situation of being harassed and she wanted to pursue legal options, but her contract, she had actually signed something that said she couldn't. Right. Yeah. So she'd given up that right. She had other avenues, but knowing that information right at the beginning to manage expectations Mm -hmm. is very important. Mm -hmm. So then we move on to the third aspect, which is my favorite part, which is (laughs) looking for hidden solutions. So once we're clear on what the legal issue is and the limits that you're working within, then we can explore creative solutions. And that's my favorite part. Yeah, I can imagine. So using the teacher as an example, Mm -hmm. as disappointing as it might be to realize that you've given up your rights in a lot of ways it can also bring some relief because now this teacher knows what's really happening right and with fewer options it's sort of like deciding what pair of shoes to wear right and if you have four pairs of shoes that's an easy decision but if you have a closet full of them it can be hard to understand so i can imagine that really narrowing the focus first and then stepping into the playground to get creative about how they want to move forward. It just brings so much relief to people. Exactly. Because everybody, you know, they're imagining I have to go to court. There's a lot of fear around that, you know, that taps into fear of public speaking, Mm -hmm. but she's picturing, I have to sit in court. I'm going to have to face my employer. But there was another route for her to go. She went an insurance route and she went a Mm -hmm. human rights route. And that was a better fit for her actually in the end than the big, courtroom scenario that she had a lot of fear around. So learning that, you know, figuring that out right at the beginning really helped her find the path forward. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're on this mission to help normalize, (laughs) normalize the conversation around legal issues. You want to provide accessibility to people who aren't aware 
of their options. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the way, Stacey, that you show up in your business, can you talk a little bit about your values and how your values play a role in this mission? I would love to talk about values. The greatest, right? <laughs> I know. That is my favorite work that I've done with you, Dallas. And it's funny, I've worked with values for years, all the projects, all the work that I've done, but the values were always external facing. So they were mm. about the service. And those are the important, most important values. But I didn't have the internal values for the business, right. the values that guide the decisions I make and how I structure the business. So through the work that I've done in the Hive with you, Dallas, I've streamlined. Now I have four values and they mm. guide the external work and they guide the business and all the millions of decisions that I need to make every week about the business. Right. So I never imagined that I would be thinking about my values every day, mm -hmm. you know, that I would be deciding what app to sign up for and that my values would come into that decision. Right. It's been life-changing. It's amazing. Yeah. And there are, you know, a million decisions to make as an entrepreneur. It's true. And to have those four guideposts you know, keeping me on track. And when I'm on track, that's, of course, better service for the clients. Yeah. So can I give you an example of one? Yeah, of please. Yes. So one of my values is simplicity. So for the work that I do with the clients, simplicity is everything because the legal profession traditionally, complexity, that's mm -hmm. the name of the game. You go talk to a lawyer, very complex. I bring simplicity to the service, to the customers, but also to the way I do the business. Right. If someone is overwhelmed and in the middle of a legal crisis, me sending forms, content, ideas that is more, adds more complexity, that's not gonna work. No, it's not helpful at all. But even the fact that you hopped on the phone with that client who got, you sit said the story earlier about they got that scary letter, mm -hmm. right? And you just hopped on the phone with them. That's an example of leading with the value of simplicity because there could be a part of you that's like, oh, do I really have to hop on the phone? Or the protocol is that you email me and I respond to emails on Tuesdays or whatever other option. But just hopping on the phone, even if it's the inconvenient task to do it's the simplest and therefore mm -hmm. the obvious choice mm -hmm. i'm interested in the shortest distance between the two points yeah clients come to me in conflict i want to leave them in peace mm. the conflict gone and it's often the simplest route that works best yeah yeah would you be open to sharing your other three values for sure okay so one of my other values is passion and we talked a little bit about that at the beginning, but I am old enough now to realize I need to be living in my passion every day. Yeah. And when I'm doing work, legal work that I'm passionate about, the clients benefit. It's a good experience for them. Now, on the client side, a lot of the clients, the conflict that they're in is keeping them from the passion in their life. Yeah. They're having employment issues. They used to love their job. I hear that all the time. I used to love my job, but now I have this conflict. I want to help them get back to that passion, mm -hmm. get back to the, the passion in their small business, get back to the passion with spending time with their kids and their family, taking vacations. Right. So that values on the client side as well as with me every day. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, so simplicity, passion. What's the third? Connection. 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 When you have legal issues, that can be a very lonely place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have other issues, you know, issues with kids, let's say, financial issues, issues at school, people tend to lean in. They have those stories. Say, oh, I remember a time, and they'll give you suggestions and a lot of storytelling. But sometimes when you have a legal issue, people kind of recoil. They get that face. Oh, I can't help you. I, I took law in grade 11. That's all I know. <laughs> so it can be a very lonely place for people. So having that instant connection when you have coaching calls with people each week or each month, they know that I'm going to connect with them on the, the issue. I know what they're going through. That's a key piece. And then I know for myself, I need to stay connected connected to other coaches, connected to the issues. I need that connection every day to stay living in my passion. Yeah, and I see how connected those two are for sure. Yes. What about the fourth? I love values so much. I'm just moving <laughs> out right now hearing you talk about them. <laughs> I love it too. I'm so surprised, Dallas. I thought I understood values. I thought I knew and you've just, you've rocked my world with the values. That's so cool. That's yeah, so, cool. so my fourth is a pretty old-fashioned word. Mm -hmm. Actually, I blame Oprah Winfrey Okay. this one. <laughs> All right, she can take it. <laughs> I watch a show called Queen Sugar, and one of the main characters is a 70-year-old man, and his name is Prosper. I think I've watched it so much. My word is prosperity. Right. So I want prosperity for all my clients. And I want it for me in the business. I want my clients to be strong physically and mentally, to be healthy, and I want them to be successful. I want them to move past their legal conflict. One thing I hear a lot of is people say, I just want my life back. Yeah. Yeah. So this might be a silly question, but I'm just curious about this app that you had to make a decision about. We don't have to go into too many details, but how exactly did leaning into your values make that an obvious choice? Because I think, here's why I'm asking, this is for our listeners. I think sometimes we can get unconsciously precious about our values mm -hmm. and then they, they go and they sit on a, a shelf somewhere and it's something that we kind of aspire to or at the end of every year we revisit them instead of truly embodying them mm -hmm. to the point that they do inform your decision about what app to use. So I don't even know if this is possible, but could you use that decision as an example of how your values play a role in your everyday life inside of your business? Yeah, for sure. So I had to make a decision about an online program to manage onboarding clients. Mm -hmm. So that's welcoming clients and that's contracts and invoicing and all those pieces. And I was demoing a program and it was just so complicated. Right. It was right. complicated for me. I was losing that value of simplicity. And I thought, okay, if I'm struggling, if I'm dreading opening up this program, I've only had it five days. Right. How, how will my clients feel? I needed to get back recentered with the simplicity that yeah. I had committed to. Yeah. If it's not simple, if it's not simple for me, it's going to be really hard for the clients. Mm -hmm. And I can't afford that. Mm -hmm. It's too important. Mm -hmm. 
completely and but also this connects to connection mm-hmm. right so if the client is burdened by a complicated system mm-hmm. that can create a fracture in the connection they feel to you and to the process mm-hmm. and my work is about reducing barriers yeah you know accessibility isn't there in the legal community because of so many barriers mm-hmm. you know financial barriers and fear and you know lack of diversity and there's so many barriers. I can't make choices that create barriers. I'm in the business of removing them. Yeah, that's so clear. Mm-hmm. Wow, I have enjoyed this conversation so, so very much. It's really inspiring for me to watch you live your mission every single day. And as soon as you said one of your core values was simplicity, I thought, duh, of course it's simplicity because you really have a, an ability to get to the heart of every question you ask, every decision you make, even the way you describe your work. And it really is simple, which I think is aligned with this mission of accessibility. So thank you so much for walking your talk here because it's just an inspiring example for all coaches. Oh, thank you so much, Dallas. Thank you for the conversation. It felt like an important conversation. So thank you for having it. Yes, of course. And thank you everyone for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers biz mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.